Welcome to episode 85 of the Pre-PA Club podcast. Have you ever wondered if you can go to PA school online? Well, thanks to Yale, now you can. So this is a much requested episode speaking with a current Yale PA student online. So we'll hear from Macy about her experience and what it's been like so you can decide if it's something you'd like to try. Welcome to the Pre-PA Club podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in. This is Savannah, I'm your host, and I'm the creator of the Pre-PA Club podcast. We're on episode 85, which is crazy, almost two years in. And I also run a website called The PA Platform, which if you've never checked out, you may want to. There's a lot of great resources there. But thank you so much for listening. I hope that you're subscribed. If you like the podcast, we would really appreciate if you left us a review or hit that little star button on iTunes. And I probably need to see if I can figure out how to get the podcast on other places. If there's somewhere you want to listen that's not iTunes, please let me know. I'm still a newbie at this and doing the best I can. So anyway, we're about to get into today's interview. There are a couple things I want to remind you about. First of all, the um, Northeastern Pre-PA Conference on August 3rd. It's in Morristown, New Jersey, and you can still get early bird pricing for that, and you can still use the discount code that's in the description for a discount on that. So I'm going to be there. I'm going to be... Um, talking about interviews, doing interview workshops, so we can kind of dive in and get hands-on with that. There's going to be a great student panel. Um, Brian Palm from MyPA Resource is going to be there. So he is the personal statement expert. So you're getting so many great people. Um, There is going to be someone from the New Jersey um, PA Society, and they're going to be speaking. A lot of really cool PAs who do cool stuff. It's going to be an amazing conference, and I'm very, very excited about it. And I don't want you to miss out, and I want to meet you. So I would love for you to join me there if it's possible and if you're interested. Um, but yeah, so, and if you don't know what my PA resource is, make sure you check them out. It's PA personal statement editing specifically for PA school. So we have a discount code for that as well. It's pre-PA club if you want to check that out. But I'm very excited about this conference. Um, I don't know if I've ever spoken in front of that many people. I mean, I've spoken to pre-PA clubs, but we'll see. Maybe you can come see if I'm as awkward in real life as I am on the podcast when I'm talking to a microphone by myself. Anyway, uh, moving on, (laughs) I also wanted to let you know that um, I've recently been able to get involved with Audible, so they give you a free trial and a free audiobook. So if you're listening to the podcast, obviously you like listening to things. If you've never tried an audiobook, you may enjoy it. If you go to audibletrial.com slash the PA platform, and I'll link to that in the description, you can get a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. Right now, you know, I was looking, um, there are tons of study resources. A lot of stuff, even from an undergrad perspective, biochem, physiology, anatomy, um, stuff that I feel like could be really, really helpful. And then one of my favorite authors, Atul Gawande, has his books on there. And I may talk about that a little bit later in a different episode. But 
Um, a lot of good options. I'm actually also looking at getting the PA school interview guide on there so that you could potentially listen to that for free. So if that's something that sounds interesting to you, let me know. I'll keep working on it. Um, but yeah, so anyway, moving on, I have Macy here from Instagram. So we connected a lot of times on Instagram. I'll throw it out there, you know, Hey, who do y'all want to hear from? What, like put me in touch with someone that you think would be interesting or, um, has something valuable to share. So Macy, the PA on Instagram was recommended by so many people. And that is because she is a current online Yale student. A couple of years ago, Yale introduced this online option and it made some waves because a lot of people questioned, you know, should PA education be online? Should it be in person? How's this going to work? How do we know that it's good quality? I mean, it's Yale, but, um, I just wanted to talk to someone who's done it and see from them. And so it was surprising to me because honestly, I was a little bit one of those skeptical people. But it sounds like Macy's had a great experience. So I hope you enjoyed this talk with her. If you want to watch, it's on YouTube as well. And yeah, send any questions her way, my way, and we'll try to get them answered for you. Thanks for listening. Yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Macy. I'm a second year student at the Yale PA online program. So second year meaning I'm in my clinical year right now. Cool. Okay. So... Let's jump back and just give a little background on how you got to the decision of becoming a PA in the first place. Okay. Um, I've actually, but (laughs) we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, I've always wanted to go into medicine. Uh, When I was six years old, I was in a car accident and um, it left me with like a skull fracture and like punctured lung. It was really bad. Um, And it was on Thanksgiving. So I always was like, wow, the person that did my surgery he gave up Thanksgiving to, you know, come in and take care of me. And I always said, I'm going to do the same thing, um, pay it back and take care of people who can't take care of themselves. Um, I worked really hard to, you know, prepare for, you know, a life in medicine. Um, And it wasn't until after graduation from undergrad that I realized that the PA role was better suited for me. And so it kind of, I took, you know, it took two years off to work um, and get myself prepared, you know, because I was kind of switching courses at that point. Um, I was considering medical school, but um, I, don't, I don't think this question is related to YPA, but yeah. T- yeah. Good. I mean, that's a lot of people. I think to become a PA, you have to have considered medical school. I don't think you necessarily have yeah. to have considered nursing, but I think it's in everyone's mm-hmm. mind, you know, they're very similar. So it makes sense. Yeah, this is true. So you took um, a couple of gap years after undergrad, got all your experience, mm-hmm. all that. Um, it came time to apply to PA school. How did you choose where you were going to apply and what did your application process look like? Uh, I actually applied twice. So the first year I got only one interview after um, like 17 applications. I didn't get in after that interview. Um, and so I just, you know, had to start everything over. And it wasn't until the second time that I discovered um, the Yale PA online program because there's that uh, the directory um, PAEA where you just like click on a state and all the schools drop down. So I clicked on Connecticut and I saw something that I didn't see last time. And so as soon as I saw that, I was just like, wow, this is, you know, I'm, this is a game changer. Um, and so apart from Yale PA online, which has its own application, I applied to like the same like 15 other schools. And um, the big thing for me, I was at that time I was getting engaged. So 
my husband was applying to MBA programs as well. So we were both trying really hard to end up in the same state and it wasn't working out. Where I was getting interviews, he wasn't. And so I was like, I can either get married and then we'd be long distance or I could just, if the program works out, I could go where he goes. And that's exactly what happened. Um, I got six interviews this cycle, um, three acceptances, one being Gail Online. The other two would mean that we'd be long distance. And so the choice was really clear for me. Um, it sounds like it's a, uh, if, if it weren't, it sounds like, you know, like a superficial sort of reason, but if it weren't for Gail, I would, you know, I wouldn't be able to have like, you know, the sort of personal life that I really, really wanted. And um, if you ask the other Yale PA students why they chose Yale, they'll say for personal reasons as well. They didn't want to uproot their life. They didn't want to leave their families. Or they'd say something like, um, the closest PA program is 200 miles away and, you know, things like that. So that was my reasoning. That was my, you know, goal behind the, the online program. Okay, cool. No, I mean, I think that's completely valid. I made the choice to get married during PA school because that was something mm-hmm. that was really important to me, even though it was very discouraged. My program did not yeah. really support that, but it was something that, I mean, I wasn't willing to put my personal life on hold yeah. really either. So, yeah. So I think that's really I actually got married during the program. So it was great. I had, a, I had a honeymoon and everything. <laughs> so Yale is in Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. So where yeah. are you and where would you say your classmates are everywhere? Yeah. So um, in the first year, we were not accepting applications from all over, from all of the U.S. So there was only like 12 states that were could apply in Texas, where I was born and raised is one of them. Other states were like California, um, New York, Florida, South Dakota, Montana. Um, trying to think where everyone is. Uh, <laughs> Texas is a big one. A lot of people are from Texas. But okay. um, that's interesting. Yeah, so it has a lot of programs. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Um, so then halfway through the program, I got to move to Boston because that's where my husband got his MBA. So without the program, I would not have obviously been able to, you know, move midway through. Yeah. Okay, that's definitely a perk. Um, yeah. So going into the very first class of Yale online, were you mm-hmm. nervous at all? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was, you know it's like a yes and no question because it's like, no, yes, I'm nervous because there's no one to talk to, no one to get their experiences from. And like, how was this? How was that? But then no, because the name really just stood out for me. And two, the program director, he was the director for the on-campus program for like forever. And then he has actually started several programs of his own and he has review books and he's really well known in the community. And so because of him and because of, um, you know, just the name itself, I was like, okay, this can't really be that bad. It's <laughs> you. Know? Um, how does the admissions process work? Because it, it's interesting that you've been through both. So you know how the normal mm-hmm. CASPA interviewing, all that, is it similar or is it different? It's the same, essentially, just its own platform. I'm not really sure why they don't use CASPA, but you still have to submit, um, you know, your transcript. You have to submit your GREs and um, your GPAs and submit the same information as well as essays and things like that. Um, and it's the same. We had interviews of, uh, as well. Of course, they were online, like on Skype, awesome. um, which, yeah, which makes for like a different experience. Um, the person that interviewed me was like in sweat. 
<laughs> so no I thought way. that was really, yeah, it was, it was so chill. It was, you know, of course I was wearing like my suit top and yeah. I was freaking out because I'm like, I've never done this before. What if my audio doesn't work? Um, but I mean, it was the same sort of thing. You still feel nervous, <laughs> but they were really relaxed. I think they were trying to make us feel relaxed from, you know, it's a new thing. Yeah. So different okay so pretty similar yeah. um, so some of the questions we got is kind of and I think probably the easiest way to jump into this would be what does a school week look for like for you not your own clinicals we'll get into that but as far as didactic yeah what I guess what does your schooling look like so um, the big thing that I want to point out first is you don't just get like pre-recorded lectures from the PA program they have this really high-tech software where they've um, recreated videos just for us. So let's say it's day one. Everyone starts in dermatology in the program. So day one of dermatology. So you'll learn all the skin conditions uh, that day. And then maybe the next day, you'll learn the pharmacology behind it. And so it's a systems-based approach. Every day you have a certain amount of material you have to review by yourself. Um, and so that could be four hours of lecture, it could be two hours, it could be one. And so then, um, so you say day one, I've done everything I need to do for that day. The next day you have your live lecture. So you meet with your group of like 10 to 12 people, you meet with your facilitator and it's problem-based learning, meaning you discuss a case with your group and by the end of the week you should have come up with a diagnosis and the treatment and the plan. And of course the case is germ-related. So, um, Hopefully, hopefully that answers. There's seven classes total. So um, depending on what subject you're in, like if you're in cardiology on day one, maybe you'll learn the clinical medicine behind heart failure. And maybe you'll learn a little bit of like the basic science and the anatomy. On day two, you'll throw in some like farm. Day three, they'll throw in maybe the diagnostic studies and the patient assessment. And so by the end of the week, you should be really familiar with just like a couple of your, of the, um, cardiology topics and then you know the block is four weeks for that um, particular topic that you're studying um, so does that answer your question yeah that definitely helps so we were systems based so we kind of the same thing we had two weeks of derm where we go to lectures and do that is everyone on the same subject or are you on different subjects yeah okay everyone's together everyone's on the everyone's same. doing the same thing yeah okay yeah. so how much, I guess, of it is independent study where you, it's on your time. So you decide I wake up at yeah. 6 a.m. and do this versus mm -hmm. there's a set time that you have to sit there and be present. I'd say like 75% is, is my, um, my time. Mm -hmm. So like I have to do, uh, they, they give us a schedule beforehand. So let's say Tuesday, I have five hours of lecture. Then Tuesday, I can't go to a doctor's appointment. Wednesday, I have one hour. So you just break it up that way. And then um, three times a week, you have your live classes where you meet in person for two hours and you discuss your case. So uh, a lot of it is like you are your own boss kind of thing. You make your own schedule, but you have to complete everything by that day and by that week. And if you have assignments and quizzes, those all have to be done, you know, on schedule as well. So you can't just like say, I'm going to do everything on a Friday and play the rest of the other days. And do they assign the times? Like, do you have any say in when you're, no, they just tell you, you got to be online at this time. Oh yeah. Sorry for the, um, for the live classes. Yeah. yeah. So they, they do like a poll, okay. you know, if someone has kids, if someone has kids, they're not going to make do it at 8 a.m. because they'll have to be dropping up their kids or, you know, things like that. So usually like around lunchtime, we have our meetings. Okay. 
cool. That's so interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> how, does it, how does it feel as a student? I mean, do you, I don't know the right way to phrase this. Do you feel like you're getting a comprehensive, like full PA school experience or mm-hmm. lonely? Do you feel connected? Yeah. This question comes up a lot and I was worried about the same thing. Um, I'm a very social person. I love to be around people. And my undergrad was 40,000 kids and like I had a lot of friends. And um, I had to think about like, what did I really want out of PA school? Um, Did I want to go and make friends? Did I want the whole experience? And I thought, well, I already had that in undergrad. And then you have to kind of be able to separate the two and be like, am I willing to give up the whole school experience to, you know, to be able to make this work, you know, because a lot of people, Yale was their only option. They weren't going to move so and so many miles, you know, to go to PA school. And so I had to mentally make that separation that I wasn't going to have like the full experience. Um, I, there actually was two other classmates from Houston. So I got to see them and like hang out with them. And it, you know, it kind of felt like they were just like my best friends. And, you know, when you're in school, you make your best friends and that's who you hang out with. So that part was okay. (laughs) As far as like, we communicate through like Facebook and um, we see each other online and we have our text messages. So it's not like we're not talking to each other. We are, it's just in a different mode. It's different. And a lot of the people are older. So they were able to kind of make that separation. I feel like because uh, certain things were more important, like their families and things like that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Do you, how often do you have to go to the actual campus? So we go once a week, uh, every quarter. So, uh, sorry, one, one time for a whole week, gotcha. every quarter. Yeah. So we went in March then we went in December. So that's from 2018. And then we won't be going again until we graduate. Okay. How does that work? Do you find your own housing or do they like put you up somewhere or get a hotel? They get us, um, yeah, they get us a pretty good rate at, um, okay. at a hotel where we're, we're all there together and it's pretty cheap if you share it with, classmates and obviously we have to pay for our plane tickets but it's you know a one-time thing you don't have to think about it for like another six or seven months okay so yeah how many students are in your class we have 41 okay and I think we 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 wanted to have 50 but they didn't fill the class because they were very picky I guess (laughs) that's a good thing um yeah how do you feel are your connections with your faculty members it's great. Um, J- Jim, his name is James Henry, but he goes by Jim. I can literally email him at 1130 on accident because, you know, we're all up just like doing whatever we have to do. And he'll respond within the next two minutes. And so, he, you know, he's always there for you. Um, the core faculty, there's four or five of them that you can do the same thing and email them and talk to them. And they're all like really funny and down to earth. And they're just there for you. And they all really, really wanted to make this program work. So they're really, you know, into it and involved and there for you. So I really appreciated that from the faculty. That's awesome. Um, yeah. How does testing work? Testing. So um, I think a lot of people think that it's going to be easy, but there's like a, there's a program called Factor Tract. You have to download it. Um, and if you like look off the screen, if you look down, if your head moves, it was anything it flags you so I mean it, yeah <laughs> it, it records your screen and then you know you you can't even like if I needed to look at my watch that would flag me and so it's a really really um tough system and that's how we take our exams they're at home they're scheduled you have to take them within 
a certain period of the day. Um, and then everyone gets their scores like the next day, basically. Okay, cool. Um, one question that actually came from a PA and I think she did some video or lectures or something for the program. Um, mm -hmm. she, her question was, how do you learn physical exam? Yeah, this question comes up a lot. Um, so in the first two months, we start in January. So January, February, um, our uh, patient assessment professor sends us videos of full physical exams. And so that when we come in March, we'll have seen the videos. In March, we practice it on each other. We get graded. We do the whole checkoff. And then um, throughout the rest of the year, based on whatever subject we're on, so if we're on pulmonology, we'll have to record ourselves doing a full lung exam on like our husband, our kid, our parents. And then we send it to our professor and then she uh, asks, or she gives us feedback. If she doesn't like it, we have to redo it. So I actually had to do like my neuro exam three times. Um, but yeah, that's basically every block we have to record ourselves doing it. And um, I personally liked it because there was like no classmates there to laugh at me and make fun of me if I messed up. And it was just my husband and he had no idea what was going on. But I did appreciate the feedback that we got back from it as well as like all the practice we had in person on immersion. So that's how that's done. And then I'm not sure if you know about SEED. Um, it's something we do in the third month of our program. It's called clinical experience early education. So we actually get to go and work in primary care offices from March until December. So okay. nine months of our didactic year, we're going once a week to practice these clinical skills because just like you, everyone's thinking, how the heck do you learn these skills in an online program? So we're learning them with a the preceptor in a primary care clinic. And so I got tons of practice by working with real patients. And I think that's pretty un unique to the program as well. Yeah. I mean, my program, we had a small group. So we had lecture Monday, Wednesday, Friday, some on Tuesday, Thursday. And we we're those Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we were there eight to five, basically during lecture. And then mm -hmm. we had small group either on Tuesday or Thursday where we would practice on each other and do our physical exam. And then we would go maybe once or twice a month in with clinic with one of our faculty. Okay. Members. So we got yeah. a little bit of exposure during didactic year. Um, and we kind of all That's just good. took turns doing that. How does that yeah. work with setting up preceptors? Do you have to find that person or does Yale help you? Um, of course the help is nice, but they don't, it's, it's against regulations for us to find our own site. So um, they do find it for us. Um, I got lucky because someone in Houston um, had worked with a PA for several years and they were really good friends. And so um, he worked, he got us set up with him. But um, if you don't know anyone, um, it's not a big deal. They have like a huge workforce of people on the clinical side that will find you a site for you. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so you're done with didactic year. Moving on to clinical year, how does that work? The same way as, I guess, a normal program would work. Um, it's just wherever you are, your clinical placement team will start looking during didactic year to, you know, start filling up your sites. And um, I guess the only difference is maybe you're not with your classmates, like unless you all live together. I feel like normal PA programs, there's always going to be someone there that you know. Um, and that's, I haven't been with any classmates yet. 
Yeah, they kept a separate honoritation. So oh, I never, okay. I never had another PA student with me. There were a couple where I had NP students from like different mm. programs. And they kept us like one PA per preceptor, which I that's good. I don't know if all programs yeah. do that. Um, I know med schools don't necessarily. So, um, do they? I guess what are your options? I mean do you stay kind of around where you are or if you wanted to go? Yeah. To yeah. So I'm, I guess I moved to Boston, but I've gone back um, once now to Houston. Um, I've already been to Connecticut just because I wanted to do a rotation there. Um, I might be going back to Houston and, you know, there's people that are like traveling around to California and Florida and things like that, just based on their interests. And so they are really, really open to helping you. Um, that's, literally their only job to find you a clinical placement. So they don't really mind if you have preferences or um, if you have a classmate in New York and you want to stay with them for a month, go ahead. So it's, it's, not, it's, it's, it's really, you know, kind of whatever you want, they make it happen. That's awesome. Um, what yeah. are your thoughts so far as far as where you'll end up or what, what you want to do? So I worked in Durham for two years before PA school, and obviously I love Durham. Very yeah, everyone loves Durham. Yeah, very hands-on and procedural, and I like the relationship aspect of it, and like changing people's lives and things like that. Like you don't think that happens in Durham, but it does. Just look at someone with acne. There's there's a lot of um, was it instant instant gratification and yeah, people can see when they get better and that. That's different. Yeah, that's a good feeling. Someone's blood pressure better, and they don't really appreciate it. So. Yeah, yeah, but with my with my like childhood history, I'm also thinking about peds. So we'll see what happens. Okay, cool. Um, on rotations, or I guess just in general, what have you faced any judgment or? Backlash from going to an online program. I know there's a lot of debates about it online, and I mean I've yeah. before. I don't. I don't know if I honestly have a strong opinion. I think going to a traditional program, it's hard for me to understand how it will be possible, but with everything you're explaining, it sounds like a great option. Um, mm -hmm. and I think it's just so new that it's one of those things that people are unsure of. People get a little on the yeah. as far as they see all these NP programs and mm -hmm. don't want the PA profession to move towards kind of yeah. of PAs. But yeah. What has your experience been with that? Um, in the beginning, I was a little worried to tell people just because of, like you said, the stigma that comes behind the word. Um, but my family and friends are very supportive. And um, so that was the first hurdle. That's the biggest one, I think, because those are the people that are in your life all the time. And then, as you know, I'm on the Instagram community and those, everyone there has been very supportive and kind as well. And I think the biggest issue comes with the people that you don't know. So like, the random people on Facebook that you accidentally engage with on like a, you know, a Facebook argument or, um, be careful in those Facebook groups. <laughs> yeah. They can the people that it, it's mostly that they just don't know what it is. Um, and they're not familiar and they're thinking, how can you do rotations online? How can you do physical exams online? And so it's not, it's not that those are online. We have ways of getting that done. And I think the program would be better suited as called a hybrid because it, that is exactly what it is. Um, as far as on my rotations, no one has questioned it or said anything to me. I don't know if it's because they're being polite or they just don't have an opinion about it. <laughs> 
but it's it's hard I think because there was even um you know there there's there's always going to be someone that doesn't like change or doesn't like new things and you just have to be prepared to give them knowledge and give them the facts and explain how this can be possible um yeah it's it's, it's very regulated the ARCPA doesn't allow us to beg for sites you can't go find your sites you know so yeah. it's it's not comparable to what you know the stereotypes are for an online program um, they're not just turning kids in and out we didn't even fill our class <laughs> um and so i would you know I, I would just say if you're in this position and you're worried about what people are doing to think just don't worry about it because it's your life it's not theirs they're just going to talk about it no matter what um until they are like they're taught and presented facts so yeah, then they might still talk about it. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, okay, I want to ask this last question. Um, now that you've been through a lot of the program, what type of student or person do you think this program would be great for? And what type of student or person do you think should not pursue this? This is a good question because um, my husband says all the time, I could never do what you do. He, all the time. Because if this is this is what I have to do when I'm in didactic gear. I have to wake up on my own at 8 a.m. No class to go to. I don't have to drive anywhere. I just have to walk to my desk. So what that means that it's good for a self-starter. It's good for someone who's independent, who's mature, who um, is motivated, and um, it's it's not good for someone who like needs someone to tell them what to do. If that makes sense, like. Um, some people need the discipline of being in a classroom with all their peers around them, with someone lecturing them, you know, they like that environment. And I agree that is a good environment to be in. But for me, I don't, and for me, and I guess the rest of my classmates, um, it's, yeah, we, it's more about just like getting it done and um, completing your tasks and being on top of things and not needing so much of the, um, the, the direction from someone else, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Tell everybody where they can find you, and I am sure you will get a lot of questions. <laughs> uh, so my Instagram is Macy, M-A-C-Y, the P-A. Um, you can also email me at Macy.Baig, B-A-I-G, B-A-I-G, <laughs> at EL.edu. That's my email address. Um, and I'm happy, happy, happy to answer your questions. I answer them all the time. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'll link to all of that in the description so people can find you. And thank you so much for taking your time to give us all this great info. This has been highly, highly requested. There you go, guys. I hope I asked enough questions to get the answers you're looking for. But again, feel free to reach out to Macy directly. Um, and, you know, I wanted to mention one other thing, which is PA school prep. And... Um, if anyone is getting ready for PA school, if you're currently about to start or think you're going to be starting the next year or so and you feel like you need a refresher in anatomy, physiology, med terms, definitely check out paschoolprep.com. It is an online course that will set you up for being prepared for those courses um, and help you to get just that one step ahead. You know, um, a lot of students struggle in anatomy and physiology. I know that from my program. And so that's one area that you want to be as prepared as possible going into the program. But if you have any questions about that, let me know and you can use the discount code prepa club there as well. 
All right, guys, I will see you next time. As always, if you have any questions, please send them my way. Um, and thank you so much for listening.